So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets. Welcome back to the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. This is your co-host, Tom Seco, and co-founder of Florida Veterinary Advisors. We are a national financial planning firm that works with veterinary practice owners, veterinarians, veterinary teams, helping them be able to get to a level of financial independence that they've always dreamt of. And we provide a different way of thinking to make financial decisions easy so you can spend time doing other things. Uh, We've got a lot of great resources through our website. So if you're ever wanting to uh, look for assessments, watching some courses, we have master classes that are coming out soon as well. Uh, Those should be rolling out within the next few months. We also have Race CE. So you can find all of this through flvetadvisors.com. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We've got a lot of great episodes. And today's guest, uh, I haven't had him on the show before yet, and I was very surprised about it, and I'm, I'm glad that he's here with me. So today we're going to be talking about some digital and online marketing stuff, and uh, I've, my, my relationship with uh, Brandon Brashears goes back for quite some time, and I've done some things with him, uh, and he is the host of the Veterinary Marketing Podcast. So if you've not heard of it before, definitely go make sure to go check it out. Brandon, it's very great to have you on my show today. Thanks for being Thanks here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. I've told you before, I don't I do not do too many podcasts. People don't ask me very often, so I'm excited to be on another podcast. Absolutely. And I love yours, too. Awesome. For people who, this is the first time they've ever heard of you before, I'm sure there's some that are like, man, Brandon, they're like probably in your fan club. And then there's <laughs> others that have not even know anything about you. Could you introduce yourself just a bit, like give a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the host of the Veterinary Marketing Podcast, as you mentioned, and I started that almost 10 years ago. It's going to be 10 years in June coming up. So I started helping veterinary practices learn digital marketing and how to attract and engage and retain clients online using just all of the different ways that you can in digital marketing. But I've Primarily, my favorite things are uh, paid ads. That's what I do for my clients. So I help other clients to run ads that are going to attract the right kinds of clients into your practice. And so my main focus of things that I do are around paid advertising and paid media. But I love all things digital marketing, and I'm constantly studying, learning, and implementing different things. But paid ads are absolutely my favorite thing out there. Awesome. What what drew you to veterinary medicine? So I had a friend... Um, Still, he's still my friend. His name is Brian McRae. And he was started a company called Rethink Veterinary Solutions, which is a loyalty program. And he was running this loyalty program with, you know, all these different local businesses. And it was working really well for his mother-in-law's veterinary hospital that she was a manager of. And I said, you should just focus on veterinarians. We could target them. And this was probably 12 or 13 years ago. And so we started running Facebook ads for veterinary hospitals. And I was working with him to target veterinary hospitals. And I found that they had at that time, 12, 13 years ago, doing almost no marketing at all. Like Yellow Pages was still the primary go-to. And Yellow Pages, Yellow Pages huh? everybody was still still running ads back then. Few people had websites. I mean, like it was bad. Nobody had any social media presence whatsoever. We actually sent a computer one time because it's a cloud-based uh, loyalty software. We sent a computer to a practice so that they could run. <laughs> they didn't have a computer. So I was like, you know what? We should... I should start a podcast. These people need some help with marketing. It would be great. And so podcasting was new and 
I decided to start the veterinary marketing podcast and I didn't know if anybody would listen, but like on the first episode, I had somebody reach out and said, thank you so much. I can't believe there's a, somebody doing this. So if that, I don't know, I don't remember who That's that awesome. is. I couldn't find that email. I was looking for it, but I don't know who sent that. So whoever sent that first email, it kept me going for uh, 10 years now. So I appreciate it. That's excellent. I lo- it's very similar story, I would say on our end too, because I, I wanted a community to be able to help and veterinarians were something that I just somewhat stumbled across. I had no connections. I knew no one within the industry, but there was this big gaping hole or a void in there when it came to providing financial guidance to people that was beyond just trying to sell products or shove something down their throat. And it's awesome to connect with other people like yourself because, you know, we're really being able to provide more than just the typical, you know, you go online and Google because you're getting so much more thought and expanding upon so many more ideas. Being in the digital and online marketing side that there are, I feel like there's like naysayers and then there's people that are like totally on board with it. Yeah. And there are some things people are doing really well. And then there are some areas where it's, well, maybe you should really look at these other spots because this is what's really hurting your, your, your growth and your, your success that you're having. And what have you seen from, since you've been doing this for as long as you have, are some of the main areas that people are not focusing on correctly, or they should be putting some attention on? So I think that with, especially with the way that the market has been in the past three years since the pandemic, people have really just been riding the wave of market growth. And I think that they've gotten into a place where they don't think that they need to do marketing because the demand is so great. But I don't know if some of your clients are seeing this, but it's I'm just super busy these days because people are for the first time in three years having openings in their schedule where they don't have anybody, anybody booked. They haven't been building systems to help drive people in when things slow down. They just basically think that it's this is the new normal and we're just so busy that we're turning people away. We don't have to worry about it. And that's absolutely not the case. The market is, I mean, it doesn't go up forever uh, across everything. I know that there's a shortage of veterinarians and things, but as people are being you know, hit by inflation and all kinds of other weird things where they're choosing where to spend money, if you're not being proactive about number one, choosing the right types of clients that you want to be attracting, and then number two, actively building out systems that are going to help to drive those clients in, you're going to be in basically whatever the market gives you is what you're going to get. And I see that all the time. And that's probably just as a result of us. I work especially with private practices, but I think that they just didn't get like the business training, like they're taught how to be a veterinarian, but running the business is so different from, I mean, there's just so many things to do. So digital marketing is a hundred percent. One of the most important things you can do if you want to be either increasing the client value that you're, you're bringing in, getting better clients in the practice and making more per client. Cause if you only have so many hours in the day, you might as well be targeting and then getting the right clients, clients that you love working with and that are not only fun, but really profitable too. I think on the note about finding the right clients, I mean, that's important. Absolutely. Because you don't want to just have people coming in here. Just, I usually call them tire kickers. You gotta be careful on those or just want everything for nothing. And, but then you've got other service that I imagine would be like a compliment to that, where you're able to show that you do provide more than just the typical, Hey, bring your animal in, do the physical exam that would be a purpose for it as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can target. The cool thing about online marketing and digital marketing is that it's really targeted and pinpointed. So especially if you're doing paid ads, which is one one of the reasons why I love running ads is because you can target exactly who you want it to be reaching, either demographics or behavior. And 
really refine your messaging so that it's attracting the right people and repelling the right, the wrong types of people. Cause I'm, if, if you have somebody in your practice that is not a good fit for the services or pricing or, you know, what you believe in, in your practice and providing good medicine to your patients and practicing a high standard of care, you're going to be doing a disservice by attracting people that are just going to be angry and unhappy. It's going to wear on your team and just not be a good fit at all. So you can get very detailed if you want to do more TPLOs, if you want to do more dental services, if you want to do more dermatology, or I mean, it's, it's wild how many just specific searches are going out. And at any time you could target people with masses if you just want to do mass removal, you know, specific types of oncology treatments. Uh, it's just really as defined as you want it to be or as general as you'd like it to be. But usually the, the more defined you can make your marketing, the better you're going to be able to attract, again, those right types of clients that are going to be a good fit for your practice. Absolutely. I keep thinking about too that having a good presence online is basically it's your business card because there are people that are going to show up and drive past your veterinary hospital and be, okay, I'm going to go stop in there and bring my animal. But then there are people that are, I would imagine in today's day and age are doing more research about these places before they bring their animals. And I mean, is that correct? Or would you say that's... So I think it depends on the level of urgency that people have, right? So if you have people that have urgent care, emergency needs, they need something right now, that's one end of the spectrum. And you can target those people if, you're, if your practice is empty and you're like, we need to fill six appointments today or else we're just going to be sitting around doing nothing and it's going to cost us money. You could just target people that need something today. And then you're going to have a high probability of converting them, but you won't have to do so much work on the back end. Or if you're trying to get people that are maybe looking for multiple treatments options for mast cell tumors, right? Should we do a treatment like Stelfanta or should we do an amputation, right? That's a longer funnel. And so they're going to do a lot more research and it depends on that, where they are in that process. But having an online presence is incredibly important. And the way that you present yourself how you present your offers and how you present your value that you're actually providing is absolutely important. And I think that's probably one of the biggest problems that I see is that everybody is just trying to be so general. And basically you could switch out either the copy on a website with your competitors and you wouldn't know it. And so there's nothing truly unique about your service. There's no mm-hmm. detail about what's offered and how you do things and the philosophy behind why you're doing things. And, you know, if you spend more time with patients or less time for convenience, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, there's nobody knows what you're offering. And so the only way that they can compare that typically is through price, right? Price is the easiest way to measure the value of that service that you're offering. And so if you want to be competing on something other than price, you need to be doing marketing that's going to convey the value that people are going to feel. So there's different levers that you can pull to increase perceived value right. of your products and services, but it has to be done in a way that they can't read your mind. They don't know you yet. And so how do they know that your service is truly better or that you're more thorough or that you do a lot more preventative or alternative type treatments or, you know, whatever it is that makes your practice actually unique. People don't know what that is unless you tell them and you have to tell them very explicitly and make it easy for them to understand. Absolutely. One thing that just pops in my mind as we're talking about this, of course, going back to the beginning of this episode, there are people that are really on the digital, not online marketing bandwagon. And there are some people that are just, they don't see the value in it, or maybe they're afraid to start doing something. Uh, I mean, I will even say on my side, whenever I try to do things, being able to figure out the results that you're also being able to get, it's kind of a, sometimes you can put money into certain places and you're like, okay, I'm going to be able to achieve so much revenue and my business is going to be able to grow more. 
And sometimes on the marketing side, it can be people like there's a big question mark. And if they don't know enough about it, they might ignore it. And when I think about with digital online marketing, how do you approach or work with practices? Like, what are you seeing as like some of the couple or few areas that you're able to jump in and help them identify and start targeting as you work with them? Yeah. So it makes sense to target one specific type of action when you're doing any kind of marketing. So whether you're doing organic social or creating blog posts or sending out emails, first thing that you really need to think about is what is the objective here? Probably similar like within financial planning, and I don't know because I've never worked with financial planning clients, but if somebody says, I want to have a retirement vehicle that is safe and aggressively grows and like does everything, right? They want it to do every possible- The Swiss Army knife. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the truth is that if you're trying to do a piece of marketing that is going to get awareness and build- you know, brand recognition, but at the same time, we want it to drive sales and revenue. Typically the calls to action for those are very different. And so you have to say, okay, what is the goal here that we've got? And are we trying to drive new clients in? Are we trying to drive old clients in? Are we trying to upsell old clients, a specific service or product? Are we trying to just build new following and get potential people to engage that are potential clients, right? So number one is figuring out what you're trying to achieve with the marketing. And that gives you a clear goal that you can then measure success because the truth is everything works. If you if you put out an ad, people are going to see it. But the, the question is, what? how well is it actually working? And is it providing a return on investment for you? And so, you know, if, if it's generating a client and it costs $200, okay, it worked, got you a new client, it costs $200. Does it work well enough that you should continue scaling that up? What is the specific benchmark that you're trying to hit? 200 bucks would be very expensive for a client acquisition with digital marketing now, but depending on what it is that you're selling, maybe if you want to do TPLO surgeries, that might make sense. And you'd say, okay, great. We're, we're acquiring customers at better than break even. And so we're going to just continue to put money on that. So it really comes down to defining how we're going to measure this and then basically figuring out the easiest way to then measure that and see if it was successful or not. So there's just tons of tools that you can use to measure conversion. And that's typically what people want to know. What was our conversion rate? I think one of the best tools right now for that is tools like CallRail that do call tracking and they have AI tools built into them. So it'll automatically listen to the call and then give you a determination if it was a success or that they didn't schedule an appointment. And then you can report that and get mm. the source. So then you can identify the actual person who called in with the campaign that they came from or the keyword or the search and get really granular on that. What type of discovery process do you do when you first meet with a practice? So we see, okay, what, what do you want to happen in your practice as far as are you looking for new general clients? Are you looking for specialty clients? Are you looking to increase services? And from there, basically finding the best tactic that's going to make that strategy happen as quickly as possible. And so when people say things like we should be running Facebook ads or we should be running Google ads or YouTube ads, those are all tactics that are going to try to get us to an outcome. And based on the experience that we have, based on the client that they're targeting, based on the stage of the funnel that the client is in, is going to determine the best way. In my opinion, there's always you know a million different ways, but in what I've had experience with in getting that result as quickly as possible and as cost effectively as possible in a way that's also gives us meaningful KPIs too that we can be testing. The KPIs are what again? Okay, key performance indicators there that are going to tell us okay. what we want. So whether it's total number of conversions like form fills or phone calls or 
booked appointments, things like that. And practice management software and also scheduling software in the veterinary industry make it pretty difficult to get meaningful data there. And so that's why I mentioned mm-hmm. tools like CallRail, which you can then assign the actual call and the customer to the marketing activity. That's the first time that I've heard of CallRail before. That's actually a really neat tool. It seems that there's always some new uh, option available out there. It's the way that technology is evolving. I, I would imagine in a couple of months from now, there might be something new. Yeah, probably. There's a tool called Hyros that I really love. It's a tracking tool and it tells you basically where every sale came from, but you have to have the practice management software to be able to communicate with these other tools like Google Ads. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the practice management softwares are all enclosed ecosystems that are not putting out. There's these things called webhooks and, and other things where it can report data to other services and have everything communicate. But it's very old fashioned and it doesn't, nobody has it yet. Right. Trying to trying to find somebody who will work on it. So maybe if anybody who's working in practice <laughs> management software, let me know. I got, I got ideas for reporting. That's awesome. For those that haven't started approaching this or maybe they find it too intimidating or there's really hasn't gotten to a part where there's, they see the value in this yet. Mm-hmm. What would be something that you could suggest that they do from this conversation today that wouldn't even involve getting connected with you, which will make sure that people know how to reach out. And I'm sure that the veterinary marketing podcast, of course, you can be able to find and chase down Brandon Brashears. But there's one thing that I w- would imagine that they could just try to focus on today. And what would you say would be that one thing that they could do from this episode? So I think having... Approaching marketing like you do running your business. Marketing isn't some magic pill that's going to just all of a sudden create a flow of happy customers coming into your business. And so Mm -hmm. if you're managing your practice well, it's growing well, your clients are happy, the service is great, all of those benchmarks are, are being met. It's really just a matter of trying to figure out from a macro look at what's our end goal here. So what are we trying to increase more of? And then breaking that down into tiny little steps. If you said, okay, I want to get more surgical clients. I love, love doing surgeries. So, okay. How does, how does that look? First, we have to find these people that are in this current state. So where do we do that? Right. So breaking everything down into its small steps. And that's one thing that I do with clients too, is when we're, we're building out basically marketing funnels where we're trying to attract strangers and turn them into customers, we figure out each one of the steps that needs to take place. And then we can measure the effectiveness of each one of those steps. And that gives us a way to troubleshoot where things aren't working, whether it's from the phone call that's coming in, are we converting enough people? But try to look at your marketing funnel as what's the end goal, that's our big macro step, and then break it down into the tiny steps to get somebody there. Every single step that somebody needs to take. And that way you're gonna be able to, number one, simplify your marketing. Cause a lot of times the marketing companies that are out there, they'll try to overcomplicate things, in my opinion, to make it right. intimidating so that you don't know what's going on. And that they have kind of like a wizard behind the curtain type of thing. Like it's a secret <laughs> that you can't know about. But it really just is a ton of little micro steps that then end up with a a major conversion and then you have a new client. And so understanding each one of those steps and then how to be more effective at those is going to help because there's with the stuff that I do, for example, where I'm driving traffic in, if we have problems with the phones, if we have problem with the staff not doing a good job of answering and converting those calls, it's not going to turn into more clients. It's just going to turn into wasted money. And so understanding where those breakages are happening so that you can fix them is very, very important. And I think it just makes things more simple. So what's your big goal that you want to do? And then what are the steps to get there? And if you figure those things out, you're going to be able to simplify your marketing and do more of what's working too. Excellent. I wanted to emphasize 
as well that from what I'm picking up in here, just to really decipher this too, it's like consistency is huge. And at the same time, tracking is also important. So then, you know, you're doing something and then being able to, you're not, you can't get something immediately from the first time you do it. Maybe you might, you know, hit the lottery type of thing, Yeah. but other times it does take a lot of follow-up and then you got to be able to understand like am i really getting the results from this like is it happening and tracking the kpis and understanding like the calls uh, which are all really valid things so i think this is some been some great information you've been sharing here today and on a complete unrelated note about uh, not about marketing or finances or anything i always like to ask a silly question towards the end of the show sure. if you were trapped on an island and you could choose one food to eat for the rest of your life what would it be? I would probably say I would probably do steak. I like steak a lot. If I had only one food, steak. I would be a steak guy for sure. Okay. Any specific cut of steak? I wouldn't care. <laughs> so okay. do. Just a cow. How about a cow? <laughs> so okay. Just to, just to have like a cow that you could eat all the time. Yeah. That's cool. Definitely. Awesome. It's, it's been great having you here, Brandon. Thanks for sharing all of your wisdom and your insights. And uh, we'll make sure we include some of your information as well and notes to your show too, so people can find you. Thank you so much, Thomas. Appreciate it. It was great being on. Well, Smarter Vets, I hope you found some value from this conversation today. And if there's anything that you grab, I hope it at least can take your marketing and your digital presence to another level. If you're looking for some other great resources, make sure to check out our website. And we could really use your help by spreading the word of our show. If you like this episode or have other episodes you've listened to or haven't listened to, pick one, share this one, spread it around with some of your friends, other people you know, and help be able to pass along the same great information that you're listening to right now. This is Tom Seco, wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered in submission number 2023-163559 expires October 2025.